Arkansas. The game is in the books. Go home, dude. The crowd is headed home. Now your man JB has 90 minutes to react to everything that just happened. This is the People's Post Game Show. We have a responsibility to the people. What went down? What's up next? Highs and lows, calls and texts. Plus, game grades and sound from the head hog himself. If you bleed red, you're in the right place. It's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Man, did we get that one wrong. My goodness, Arkansas Razorback football with a punch to the gut of the fans today. And 7-3, to three, your final score. The Hogs scoreless for the final 58 minutes of the ball game on homecoming in front of the handful of folks who made it out to the game. I It's 55,000. It was more than a handful. But what a beautiful day that was anything but that on the football field. All kinds of ugly and certainly with the struggles that Arkansas had offensively, you could pick pretty much any adjective you want to describe it. Hey, folks, Josh Bertuccini with you, revving up the postgame conversation, the people's postgame show, 90 minutes here. We'll take your calls in a bit. Lots of social media reaction. Our question of the day is up. Is this the worst loss for Arkansas ever? in a game it had to have worst loss ever in a game you had to have certainly in the modern era i think the answer to that has to be yes coming at you here on podbean live also youtube live streaming with the visual we're doing the simulcast and live on our website the real nwajb.com we'll post this bad boy up on apple and spotify so you can post podcast it up later if that's what you prefer to do on your own time back to the game itself it never happened for arkansas today and you pick it. Awful, terrible, atrocious, gross performance today, horrific. You can fill it in with the adjective you would like to use. This is not what Arkansas Razorback fans have come to, I don't know, expect, want, desire out of their football program. But I'm talking with folks at the game today, and it, it's reminded me over and over again that Arkansas Razorback football just can't get out of its own way, that here we are seemingly having the same conversations game after game, week after week, month after month, year after year, and it's not getting better. And today, you lose to Mississippi State 7-3 to in one of the ugliest games in Arkansas Razorback football history. Now, I already told you, I've only been covering this program for the better part of two decades, so you can go way further back than that and probably come up with some other gross game for the 1940s or 70s or, you know, whatever your grandpa tells you. One time we lost 79 nothing to Tulane. Okay. Okay. I'm talking modern era, last 20 years. You can't tell me there is a grosser performance by Arkansas in a big game that you had to have than the game that you saw today. And you can break out, you know, all the gross games you want. You can break out, you know, San Jose State, and you can break out Colorado State. You can break out a lot of Chad Morris's conversation. You can break out, you know, a loss to uh, to Citadel, you know, one of the debacle losses ever. Um, though in retrospect, I mean, that, that team was not very good. You can break out some of the uh, stunner losses during the uh, the last days of the Ken Hatfield era, when things were getting a little bleaker there, even though he won a ton of games. But none of those games, not one of those games, was a game that you felt you had to win. Not one of them. This game today, Arkansas had to win this football game, y'all. There is not one of you listening to this show who disagrees with me when I say that, because I know y'all, because we spend time together. On the radio, off the radio, sometimes just over the social media. I'd like to think we know each other a little bit because I listen. You listen to me a lot, and I appreciate the heck out of that. But I listen to you too, especially when I'm out and about at the games. And the consensus I got today was Razorback fans are pretty disgusted right now. The shame in this is that you're wasting an outstanding performance by the Arkansas Razorback defense this year. Not just a good performance, not just good. This has been an outstanding performance by the Arkansas Razorback defense this season. And again today, I know you're going against Mike Wright, a backup quarterback for Mississippi State and Zach Garnett's team 
is not exactly a powerhouse offensively, but this Arkansas Razorback team came ready to go and didn't make excuses and found itself in the kind of spot on the other side of the fence where you still had a chance to win this game at the end because the defense refused to let go of the rope. Refused. And uh, despite that, and despite making an awesome play as well, um, defensively that I thought you were absolutely jobbed on. And you know, I'm not the guy you turn to most of the time to be your, Oh, what was me? It was the refs who were out to get us. I didn't even mean the refs were out to get you. That was a disgustingly bad sequence and a terrible call by the officials on a fourth and one that Mississippi state had no right going for at its own 39 yard line. But you get that bizarro sequence and then you, you know, obviously think you have flipped the game. And in a game like that where the defense kept you in it, all it was going to take probably you felt at some point was the defense scoring one touchdown because your offense sure as hell wasn't going to do it, scoring one touchdown, and you were going to have enough to pull this thing home and win it. And what do you get at the end of the day? What do you get? Not that, my friends. Not at all. Instead, you get, you know, uh, just a ridiculous call, an absolutely inexcusably ridiculous call. That's what you got there. The officials say it's a false start. And after not blowing a whistle and not calling that play dead, and I've never seen that before. Have you? False starts, plays over. Offside, if it wasn't encroachment, if there wasn't contact, you let him play through a little bit. I understand how this works. I do. I know some of y'all think, oh, JB, that knucklehead, he's still talking sports. One of the things you got to give me credit for here is that I do devote my life to sports. It doesn't mean I know everything. Not about sports, not about anything. But I'd like to think I have a pretty good say on things, a pretty good take here or there for you to think about. Here's a good take. That was an atrocious sequence out of the officials. Every one of those referees should be reprimanded, should never be allowed to call an Arkansas Razorback game again. And I think we have to call, do we not? Uh, From the broadcast, was it... um, the name's escaping me right now. Was it Matt Taylor? Whoever was calling the game called it. I uh, had a great call of that play. And of course, even though I was at the game, I make my way home here so I can do the postgame shows from our bunker studio setup, kind of uh, built off to the side of our home front here, which is pretty incredible uh, as we show you around this place a little bit. More of that later, maybe. Back to the point. I get home and I'm watching that thing go down on TV and I can't believe my eyes. So we grab the call and we'll play it back for you in a little bit. I mean, I think you hear the absolute disbelief in the announcer's voice. A false start penalty called five seconds after the play started. And I'll play it back for you. I can guarantee you, you'll listen to it with me. There was no whistle blown at the start of the play. I don't want to hear any of that garbage out of anyone. There is no whistle blown. The microphones on the field don't pick them up. So maybe in somebody's mind, there were whistles being blown, but there absolutely was not a whistle. And then there was no whistle the first few seconds of the play either. But as when we listen back, you'll confirm along with me about four or five seconds into the play, you finally hear some whistles. But by that point, Arkansas had scored the game-winning touchdown. Instead, a 40-yard fumble return TD that would have won the game for Arkansas gets wiped off of the board. This happened. You know, it sounds like impossible to believe this actually happened. Gets wiped off of the board, and the Arkansas Razorbacks never really threaten again because they're not very good and they don't really have an ability when things get tough to stand in there and make any significant plays on offense whatsoever. This is a lousy Arkansas team offensively. Danny Nuss has been a flat-out disaster. Let me just say that right there. A flat-out disaster as your your starting, uh, your, your offensive coordinator the guy who was supposed to bring you all kinds of great things, right? And what did he bring you at the end of the day? Nothing but dysfunction offensively. And so this second go-round for Dan Enos has been way worse than the first go-round, and that one didn't exactly go great either. I think it's over for Dan Enos at Arkansas the second time around before it ever really got going. This offense stinks. There was no sense of urgency. There were so many inexplicable things that happened in front of my eyes. 
And really, I had a great day. I know it sounds right now like I'm agitated and worked up, and I know you are too. Didn't we have a good day other than the, the team stinking? Like it was, it was, it was 75 degrees. Uh, the colors are changing in the trees. We live in a beautiful place. People were dressed nice. Everybody was in a good mood. Really, the only thing missing today was energy. And I'm not going to put that on the drinking, but I think that had something to do with it. People were not as festive. They certainly didn't go to the game in droves. My goodness. I'm not going to blame people right now because that's not what I'm trying to do. Certainly not the fans. But 58000 for homecoming? I mean, y'all are smarter than I am. You bailed on this team before I did. I thought they were still in games. Heck, the argument can still be made today. They're still in these freaking games, but they don't win any of them. And today they played a terrible Mississippi State team who had its backup quarterback in and an injured running back, and they did nothing against them all game. An interception to start, great field position, they don't move the ball, they settle for three, and they do do not score again. The next 57 and a half minutes, they don't score another point. They had a chance to kick a field goal. They false started their way out of that. Wouldn't try Cam Little from 55 again, which makes no sense. He'd be good from 70 right now. Goodness gracious. At the end of the first half, you have no sense of urgency on offense. Like, you're just going to go get this game in in the second half. Like, you can afford to just give away possessions, right? You just afford to give them away. Yeah, maybe not so much on the affording to give away possessions. Maybe uh, instead of that, you actually just... um, you know, take advantage of a possession once in a while. Goodness gracious. Team is so frustrating. Two and six and more than that today, right? More than that today. Because today, not only did you see the Dan Enos deal come crash landing to the earth here, but what you also t- uh, saw today was unfortunately Sam Pittman, a guy who's pretty well liked by most people. I mean, I like Sam Pittman. I, he looks in the eye. It's time for you. He's done countless interviews with me throughout the years. That means a lot for a guy like me. Gives you some street cred, right? You know, I go to the pressers. I think he respects me for that. There's like five of us in the room. Everybody pretends they're there. Nobody's there. Anyway, that's not the point. The point here is Sam Pittman's a nice guy. He is. I like him. Is that so wrong? But that doesn't mean that liking someone is going to cloud my professional vision. And my professional vision is about sports and what's working and what's not and clarity on that, and trying to win instead of trying to lose. Because I think in this country, even though we talk about a lot of different things, at the end of the day, one of the things we love most about sports is you win or you lose. But that's the end of it. There's no, there's no ties, right? There's no, there's no line in the middle. You just don't want to get caught on the wrong side of that line. You want to go win, and sometimes you go lose, but there's not really a middle ground, right? So what's the middle ground right now? in a sports talk conversation. I'm not sure there is one anymore when this team has been a debacle. Officially today, came crashing down to earth. Any hope that was left? I'm saying I gave you rah-rah talk the last month or two, but I think I gave you some hope. That's part of my job is to wake up with a little bit of optimism and try to bring that to Razorback land every day. I'm not going to sell you chocolates and roses and tell you you're beautiful, but I'm going to tell you, you know, this ain't so bad. Let's go over a real conversation. Well, if I'm going to still be that guy, then I got to tell you right now a few things before the break here. Number one, this ain't working. Danny Enos is not your OC. He can't be. Number two, your offensive line is garbage. It should be on Sam Pittman because that's supposed to be his thing. But if it's not on him, then he's got he's to have a fall guy. And I know Cody Kenny's his best friend, and they fish, and they hang out on the lake and all that stuff. He's got to go. He's done. The offensive line's a joke. They get no push. This is one of the worst running teams I've ever seen Arkansas have. And it shouldn't be. When going into the year, you looked at the depth chart and you said one, two, maybe three or four of these guys could play at the next level. And they can't run the ball to save their lives. I mean, K.J. Jefferson freestyle is their best run play. That's not good. He has no time to pass. He anticipates pressure now because it's coming all the time. He's seeing ghosts out there. You know, to bring up a funny one from old Sammy D. It's not that funny. Darnold was throwing picks left and right. KJ's not throwing picks, but he's not making plays. He's not throwing guys open. A lot of shaky throws today. I thought KJ looked lethargic too. The whole team. You can blame 11 o'clock in the morning. 
you can blame the fact that people didn't get to drink and do their full-on thing, though I saw plenty of people walking around with red cups. We know that, mimosas and all that. So it's not, you can't put it on that. It can't be all about a party. It's supposed to be about football. You know, you go to Athens, Georgia, they party there too. It's about football. The party's later. They do a little tailgating. It's about the game. You know, the girls in town, the bartenders, the good-looking ones, the waitresses, the, you know, whatever. In a town like Athens that I've been to, or a town, you know, like New Orleans, kind of a college town, really more Baton Rouge that, that I've been to. You know, in these places, the gals want to know what kind of defense you play. I, I'm just saying, there's a measuring stick for obsession with football that other towns have that I really don't think maybe I'm seeing right now at a Razorback fans. I think we want to have a good time. I think we want to win some games. But we also want to like the coach and really just, again, enjoy the weather a little bit and have a nice time. And so I don't know what's going to happen here because Sam Pittman's one of the nicest guys around. When the truth is, he probably needs to be done. He has run his race here. He's run his race. His race? It's run. It's over. This team has let go of the rope. I was wrong. How many times do you want me to say this in the opening monologue here? I was wrong about them still having a pulse. I was wrong about them almost turning it around. I was wrong about Dan Enos maybe being a good fit for the offense. I was wrong about KJ being a Heisman Trophy contender. I was wrong about Arkansas beating Mississippi State by two touchdowns. Y'all know you were wrong about a lot of this stuff too, but somebody's got to be the one who just says it out loud. So that's who I am right now. And if I was right, I'd be the guy telling you I was right too. It would bother you then too, wouldn't it? It doesn't bother you so much right now when I say it because you know it's the truth. Only thing that bothers you is that our boy Sam Pittman has, has let go of the rope here. Offense is a hot mess, one of the worst offenses we've ever seen. And they look relatively uncoached, like they don't have any fight left. And if you can't play like your lives depend on it in a game where your season and your coach's tenure depends on it, I don't know what to tell you on a post-game show afterwards. A disastrous loss for the Arkansas Razorbacks to the Mississippi State Bulldogs today. We can blame one play on the refs, and I get it, but this is a lot bigger than one play. I think this team, this program has serious problems right now. And if we don't talk about them on a show like this, I don't know who else is going to talk about them. Because you know you're going to get plenty of rah-rah stuff from the voices of the teams, right? Who are, I guess, the only other people who do shows and stuff anymore. I'm like the, the last supposed journalist left standing here. But you know what? I love it. Let's go. This is for the people. It's not for the money. This ain't for the fame or the glory. And this ain't to be liked either. This is about real conversations and getting to some kind of truth. I think the truth is big picture. Arkansas Razorback football is in the market for its next head coach because this just ain't working. Uh, at the real NWAJB, we are 15 minutes in already. There you go. Warming it up. On the air 15 minutes earlier than we thought. We thought 2.30 on the air 2.15 here. And uh, we've been rocking and rolling already. We'll go 90 minutes with you. I got Sam Pittman sound coming up shortly to get to as well as his post-game presser is getting set and ready to roll. And we'll take your calls coming up after the break. Remember, if you haven't already, it is so easy. Right now on your phone, you go to the App Store, you type in Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N, Podbean, like a pod and a bean. They go together, right? Like a farmer. You download that app. It's pretty cool. It's free. Comes to your phone real quick. You make a quick screen name, a password, and you follow your boy at the real NWHAB. That's our morning show. That's our handle. And uh, once you're in on the app, you just tap on that call-in option up there in the top right-hand corner. And we, when we come back from break, if you want to get in a call or two, I'll take them. It really helps if you have a screen name, by the way. If you're just like XBLY55000, I might not take your call, but I might. That's how this thing goes. Game grades in a bit. You, the people, are making it happen. And I really appreciate your being here as we pull off the simulcast. YouTube live stream going right now as well. You get to see inside the Team B Monk, uh, Bunkus studio. And I uh, have myself a little coffee here as we try to get it revved up. It's a tough afternoon. Trying to be upbeat. But this is, a, uh, this is an important and a serious conversation we're having right now. It feels like the Arkansas Razorbacks have let go of the rope. Two and six. Any chance of a bowl game is but a fleeting miracle right now, kind of like that Hail Mary throw to close out the game. All right, um, let's take a break. We're going to do that right now. We come back. Your calls, one at a time. We'll knock them out. What you make of the game today? The crowd? What do you want to do? Sam Pittman, how do you figure out the last month of the year? Thank goodness there's no game next week. 
it's a bye week. This team needs to keep a very low profile right now. My goodness. Mississippi State 7, Arkansas 3 after the first quarter. That was the final score? Oh, my goodness. We're coming right back. Thank you so much for listening. The People's Post Game Show on your digital radio. You know it, Bluetooth style. Thanks for being here. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you got to go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekends starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around, right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave, proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, hmm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback Land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post-game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. Not a lot you can do to beat around the bush after this one. Opening thoughts, I got Denise telling me. It's a little harsh. That's not the worst thing though Denise I I think harshness is in play right now I I know it's painful losing stinks but if you don't talk about it realistically it doesn't it doesn't fix itself it doesn't get better Um, Danny knows doesn't work as an OC here Cody Kennedy is not getting it done as the offensive line coach and now we're at a spot where Sam Pittman appears to be floundering as your head coach so I'm not sure what you want to do about that Question of the day, was this as bad a loss as Arkansas has ever had in a desperation, have-to-have-it kind of game? Sure seemed like. And where's the sense of urgency at the end? Where is the, we got to get down the field and score? It's kind of a draw plays. You know how we bled the clock out on ourselves to close out the first half? Let's do that in the second half and see if it goes any better this time around. What do you think about them, Apples? Great call so far. Couple I couldn't hear. Cindy was 0 for 2. Chuck was 0 for 3. And the rest of y'all are nine for nine. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe at the real NWAJB. If you want to get a call in the Podbean app, it's the easiest way to do it. YouTube, we are simulcasting the show. Some of y'all told me it got a little echoey, hiccupy early on. We tried the hard reset, came right back on the Podbean. Still don't notice a difference. I think we're fine. Uh, YouTube, rolling strong. Y'all be good today. Couple hundred stopping by to hang out there. I like YouTube. It's cool. I listen to a lot of music there too. I'll just say. And we'll leave it alone. All right. Um, stats. How about those in a moment with game grade? Sam Pittman sound? Do we want that? All right. Here's Sam Pittman, the head hog himself, after another tough loss. 
for Arkansas. Uh, on some throws, is he physically okay or what's happening with him? But I understand that he's not injured uh, at all. He wasn't injured during the week. So um, uh, from what I understand, he's healthy. I'll have to wait next day. But I, I didn't hear anything about him being injured during the game. Something I mean, had. What, what, how would you assess that? Uh, you know, maybe he just you know maybe it just had a bad day because he had a good he had a he had a good week of practice. So again, I, I don't believe there's any type of injury there or anything of that nature. Um, I would have known about that. I just uh, you know maybe the weeks of getting hit in the pocket have have rattled him a little bit. I don't know, um, but. Um, uh, I, I don't think it's an injury. Did you ever consider, this may be a dumb question, but did you ever consider putting the first one in just a personal We never talked about it. The coach, the field goal try, um, what happened there? No timeout. Um, I had uh, decided it was fourth and four, I think, maybe fourth and three, um, right in Cam's uh, range. And I didn't know what to do, to be perfectly honest with you. So I was probably about eight seconds in on the 42nd clock, maybe 10. And I decided to kick a field goal and we didn't kick it. We didn't get it off in time. That's, that's the truth. I did not want to call a timeout at that point because I wasn't for sure. I even wanted to kick the field goal, to be perfectly honest with you. And we kicked it down to the two or whatever. And then the fans got really involved in it. But pray to be honest with you, I didn't know what to do. I didn't make the decision fast enough. And uh, once I got it in there, I thought we had plenty of time to kick it. But at that point, I wasn't going to burn a timeout because my feeling was I wasn't for sure I was making the right decision in it anyway. How important this game was to win yeah. for the game. And um, Given the way, I mean, defense played great. Given the way the sure defense did. played, and you've got a bye week coming up, does that force you into a tough situation of making some decisions, whether it's maybe who's calling plays or your personnel out there? Well, we've got a lot of decisions to make. Uh, we owe it to our team. We owe it to the fans, and uh, uh, so we'll make. You know, we'll we'll figure that part of it out, but. Um, you know, my biggest thing, to be honest with you, Trey, the defense has continued to improve, and, and my biggest concern is about the kids, the entire team, you know, because uh, uh, time and time. We asked them to have and they said, hey, if you'll, if you'll hold them, if you'll cut them out, we'll, I think we'll win. You know, we can get down there and score enough points to win, and uh, we just weren't able to do it. But defense is improving the offense. We've got enough talent on offense. We ought to be playing better than what we are. And, that's me. That's that's you know I got to figure that out. Yeah, hard time punching in the end zone. Just what's going on down there in the low red zone? I mean, last week I think we went two for two in the red area. You know, in the red area, that's touchdowns. Um, but you know, guys, when you can't consistently run the football, you got problems of scoring in the red area and in the red zone, and and we. You know, we actually had some decent runs today, but we're we're so feast and famine. I mean, we are you know, four and minus two and things of that nature, and we just can't be consistent as what we need to be. Uh, and again, all those things you know, um, but it all falls back on me. And uh, sitting here where we're sitting, it's not uh, it's not acceptable for anybody. I know the last two uh, offensive possessions were at the end of the game. I think you had Dominic Johnson in there at running back. Was that more of just kind of a blocking? We had to have him for protection because um, they were they were two inside backers, and and obviously we can't you know cut a defensive end loose and tell the back he needs to block him. So the beauty of what they do is they force you either to go empty and throw it out there and and cover the guy in space. Or they force you to have a back on um, a wide receiver, and then they threw some corners in there that we didn't see, and uh, the quarterback got hit a few times in that. But that part of it was strictly because I knew we was going to throw the football. We needed our best protection back in there. Yeah, with that last drive in the first half, I, I think we had all three timeouts, but then KJ took a sack, and you guys ended up just running the clock out. I mean, obviously, you probably wanted to score, but could you kind of walk through that drive? 
when we ran it the first time. I had some time out. You saw the you saw the first half before that time, right? Well, I'm trying to get out of it, to be perfectly honest. What were we on the 15 or something like that? So I'm trying not to give them the ball back as well. Um, we ran it on first down. I can't remember what we did on second down. Remember, we give a sack. I, I mean, obviously, and, and we've done that several times before. A lot of people do. You know, they, they try to run it the first play, see if they can get kind of some momentum going, especially if the other team has their timeouts and things like that. And where our, where we were, we were 7-3, and we hadn't really shown that we were going to go 85 yards, you know. Um, but you never, you, you know, you never know. And then uh, I just didn't want to give up a sack fumble. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, during that time. And once we got down to, it was, what was it, 25 seconds or 22 seconds, I said, that's enough. I don't I don't want to get a turnover and give them back the ball down here. Mississippi State went on, was going to go on fourth and one. It was 40. Yeah. And it was a bad snap, and you guys scooped it, and they had a false start. Yeah. Because you tossed They called it dead immediately because the wide receiver that was coming in motion, he never got set. And so right when the snap was in, they, it was a dead ball. So uh, yeah. Did Mississippi State do anything different defensively from their off week that caused your offense problems? No. Um, Look, let's call it good there. We're not getting a, a, a lot of in-depth answers, but I think you had some real takes on some of the inexplicable um, stuff in, in terms of uh, short yardage and down and distance early on. And it did not work out the way Arkansas fans were hoping it would, obviously, as this team floundered its way to a sixth straight loss. And so you find yourself at two and six on the season with four games left to go, a bye week next week, and then Auburn, oh, Florida first, goodness gracious, on the road, and then Auburn at home, FIU at home, and Missouri at home. Will anyone go to those games? Wow. The Sam Pittman era. Who thought we'd be on the ropes like this so quickly? People's Post Game Show, 90 minutes live, y'all. Coming after it for you. Sounding off in the game that just went down. Opening thoughts coming right after you. And we're going to read some social media, get you some more of these final stats and then game grades in our last segment. After a three-minute break, it's our final thoughts on round eight of the People's Post Game Show. Josh Bertaccini, live from the Bunker Studio, Team B Media, coming back. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey! Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high-quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs, and don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505. Or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWAJB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday, for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWAJB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. 
intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out, intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Pig Suey! Your boy is back, and so is football season. Really appreciate you listening to our People's Post Game Show. This brings our first two months on the air with y'all to a completion. Two months of what we hope is many months, and hopefully many more victorious months than the last two have been, of Arkansas Razorback football coverage. Basketball season around the corner. Of course, the Hogs had an exhibition game last night. We're going to run a little exhibition work. We're not going to go 90 minutes like we do for football, but uh, nor will we go you know, the full hour plus like we do for our in-season post-game shows. But I'm thinking we can keep it short, do a couple segments, maybe a half hour after Arkansas and Purdue next week. So all the reps are good to get right now because we get to work on the kinks and the sound and all this different stuff that has uh, made it so much fun. Team B Media bringing you the real NWA JB in the mornings, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Sharp coming at you for 90 minutes on the Bluetooth in your car, your house, wherever you're at. And if you don't want to listen to the show live, well, that's fine because we've got you on Apple and Spotify, Google and Amazon, TuneIn, Alexa, you name it, smart speakers have got our backs too. And of course, always streaming live at our website, therealnwajb.com. All right. Stats for you. And then game grades and your reactions on the social media here as we head down the back stretch of this post game program of ours. And I think amongst the other items, in this game, the most perplexing has got to be the fact that Arkansas did not score again after giving up or getting, I should say, three points on that first drive. Hogs did not score again, slip slide away, and um, only score a field goal. This has got to be one of their lower scoring point totals at home, I think, in a really long time. Final stats, KJ Jefferson in this game, 19 to 31. Just 97 yards. That is a remarkably low average yards per completion for KJ Jefferson in this game. Remarkably low. One interception and no TDs. Running game was not good. You didn't even see AJ Green, really. Not until the second half and hardly at all. How about Rashad Dominion? 14 carries, 47 yards. Nowhere to run, baby. KJ Jefferson, 16 carries. For 38 yards. Nowhere to run to, baby. A.J. Green, four carries for 13 yards. That's all we get out of A.J. Green? Four for 13. Dom Johnson, three for five. Hogs ran 37 times for 103 yards. That's 2.8 a pop. That's not very good. Receiving, Andrew Armstrong, four for 35. Rashad DeBinion, five for 11. How about that? Out of Dominion, um, he caught the most passes. Nobody else with three. Two apiece for Broden, Tesla, who's been an afterthought lately. Satania, who they tried to set up on an end around. That didn't really work. And Jaden Wilson. Oh, brother. Uh, defense, 12 tackles for Chris Paul in this game to lead the way in that department. Jaden Johnson had five. Hudson Clark had five. Five for Al Walcott. Five for Jaheim Thomas. Four apiece for... Landon Jackson and Cam Ball. Just one sack for Arkansas in the entire game. And it goes to Nico DeVillier. How about that? The one sack goes to Mr. Nico, and that was it. Al Walcott had an interception early that set up the field goal, and then Arkansas didn't score again. He also was the guy who returned the fumble for touchdown that would have won the game for Arkansas that the officials yanked off the board, which felt like an injustice on top of a brutal performance by the Arkansas Razorbacks in this football game. Kicking Cam Little only got to kick once and trailed it from 24. Hogs didn't want to try him for 55 again. I don't get it. Just seems like mismanagement. Hunting, Max Fletcher, 6 for 48. 
and he pins State inside the five. And early in the third quarter, another one we haven't heard mentioned here on the call so far tonight, but another one that's stuck in your craw if you're watching this game. You had him pinned third and 15 at their own two-yard line, and you give up a 30-yard completion. I mean, you just can't have that garbage. you got to make a play there. So even the defense, which is playing really well, didn't throw the gauntlet down when it had the chance to. For State, Mike Wright, backup quarterback, 8 for 12, 85 yards. It's a gross game, y'all. One TD, one pick. He ran 11 times for 60 yards. Shaquavius Marks played hurt. He ran 17 times for 42 yards and caught one pass for two. Um, Justin Robinson was the one who caught that 30-yard pass for first down. Two for 40 for him. Two for 23 for Xavier Thomas and three for 20 for Liedrich Griffin. State had the one fumble um, out of Seth Davis and the one out of Sean Page. Tackles, Nathaniel Watson had 14 and two sacks. A lot of blitzes on KJ. Corey Ellington had one sack to Cameron Richardson. Had the other sack. Interception for Sean Preston. Kyle Ferry, their kicker, 0 for 1. He missed a shanker with a minute 50 left or whatever it was with two minutes left. I thought State had to take the field goal there. They miss it. And that leaves the door open. All Arkansas had to do was go score a touchdown. You win the game. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, Keon Cremens punting and Andrew Osteen punting. Two different guys punted for State in this game. That is just a little bit weird. First downs, 12 for Arkansas, 10 for State. Third down, State 1 for 10. You would think you would win holding them to 1 for 10 on third down, but no. Arkansas 5 for 17. Fourth downs, Hogs 1 for 4. They tried one QB sneak that worked, one QB sneak that didn't work. At least they've worked the QB sneak in here late in the lost season. Total yards, 205 for Mississippi State, 200 for Arkansas. Uh, So basically even there. Penalties, eight on State, five on Arkansas. Two turnovers for the Hogs, one for State. Time of possession, 31 for Arkansas in the minutes department and 29 for Mississippi State. First SEC win of the year for Mississippi State improves to four and three on the season. Arkansas is two and six and can't win an SEC game to save its life right now. You are 0 and 5 in the league. And I mean, that's as bad as it gets, my friends. That is as bad as it gets. Let's do game grades. We're running out of time here. We'll get to that in just a moment before we're done, but let's do game grades here in just a minute. Uh, some more social media reaction on top of the calls. QOD, as we ask you, what is the worst loss for Arkansas football in a had-to-have-a-desperation game ever? What is the worst loss for Arkansas in a had-to-have-a-desperation game ever? That's kind of where we started the show here tonight. Desperation game for Arkansas. Is this the worst one? I say yes. I say 100%. 25% of y'all agree. 100%. Shortlist for sure, 45%. I think 70% of us know how bad this was. Too many to count, 30%. I get it. I get it. You're like, there's been a lot of bad losses, JB. But in a game like this, not many. And then not a bad loss, 0%, because we understand how sports works on this show. Timbo, people's post game on the YouTube and a strong Sasperia with a real NWA, JB. That's a great pick, Tim. Thanks for listening, bud. Tad, an interesting topic for your show moving forward is how going backward like this right now drastically sets you back in the portal era. Hunter Juracek better have his next moves prepared. How about some of these thoughts that we are getting on the board here as we work our way through? Um, Caleb, an unsatisfying experience. I've been a Hog fan for 34 years and will be until I die, but never thought I would miss the Morris era. At least then, you could leave at halftime and not worry about it. It's kind of funny. Clint, I know the fans aren't doing this anymore. We are done. J-Dub, one conference home game in seven weeks. I can't handle this anymore. Charles, that home grass sure looked good, though. Uh, Chris, the complete implosion year over year on the offense is borderline incomprehensible. Rocky, such a disgusting performance for the fans. JR, I'm not sure they even show up against Florida International now. Jason, it's over, y'all. Just accept it. It's over. And it feels like Dan Enos, I mean, you hire this guy and he ends up raining knives down on your tenure, right? I mean, just so, so bad. Caleb, that was a horrible call and egregious. Should have made it 10-7 Hogs. Only the Reggie Fish SEC Championship game was the worst call, in my humble opinion. 
that wasn't a bad call. That was Reggie messing up. There were some bad calls in that game. Um, Jack agreed. One of the worst ever. Jennifer, 100%. Shane, bring on hog hoops. Elizabeth, no way that was a false start in that play. I was there. Still one of the worst performances we've ever had. Um, Tom, that's when you need chunk plays where you can run the ball. Enos has to go. This is so embarrassing. That's out of Joey B. I mean, it's not where you want it to be, my friend. It's not where you want it to be. And the list goes on and on. Stevie, Enos should have been gone at halftime. I mean, we have reached that point right now where the dumpster fire stuff is in full play. And um, look, I mean, you just you just didn't even have what you wanted out of the offense at any point, first half, second half. And so you take an embarrassing L in this game, and that's where you are, and that's where the season's at. All right, game grades, we'll do them quick. Offense, that has to be an F. They were awful. Is it worse than F? That was a that was a G for gross or H for horrific. I mean, it was something there. Maybe it's a G for gross for the offense, y'all. What about the defense in this game for Arkansas? They played their guts out, man. They didn't give up many big plays. I'm going to go something good for the defense. I mean, you hold state to seven, you get the ball back time and again. You got to be able to win a game where you hold the other team to seven points. We'll go in and you hold them to one of 10 on third down. A minus for the defense for Arkansas. They played their guts out. So a G for the defense for gross, an A minus or a G for the offense for gross, an A minus for the defense. Special teams, I almost feel, deserves like a an incomplete, an NA, not available, not applicable, because for some reason, Sam Pittman doesn't like to use Cam Little when he's got a chance to, to use him. And if there's a false start penalty or something, he, he suddenly thinks Cam Little can't make it from you know, 10, 15 feet further. Even though we've seen this guy clear the uprights by 20 yards from 55, he is an NFL kicker, Cam Little is. And you're at the point now, you need ports, points wherever you can get them. I don't understand. Not giving Cam a couple of those long kicks in this game. First half and second second half. Um, I'll give him a B. He made his only kick. And Max Fletcher's a good punter. And Satania didn't fumble. I mean, they didn't they weren't really plus for you, but the team didn't really blow the game on special teams either. So a B for the special teams. What about coaching? I don't like to straight flunk them. I was talking with my guy Rosh at the game today, and he's like, JB. Your game grades, man. I dig them most of the time, but sometimes you're you're a little soft. Like, you must be a pretty easy teacher because you just like you throw grades out there that I don't get sometimes. I'm like, really? You don't think I'm critical? Like, no, you're critical. But a lot of times it's got to be an F, and you go like C or D or something. I'm like, seriously. I'm trying to leave room for hope. I'm also trying to still get interviews and let get in the room with these guys. So if there's an upside spin there, I'll try to give it to you. I'm gonna give the coaching staff an F today. That's a straight F. They failed. They failed you. They failed the players. They failed themselves. And they failed the Razorback program and the culture. They weren't ready to go in homecoming. Their team let go with a rope. It was an awful schedule this year. You got beat by an egregious call today, too. But you still lost the game. I mean, it is what it is. You can't cry over spilled milk later and pretend that you won the game. You lost the game. Your coaches did nothing to help you. They did nothing late in the first half. There was no sense of urgency. There was no intensity. They were completely lethargic. Nothing changed at halftime. Nothing changed late in the game when they called two draw plays with two minutes left in the game on their own 15. Like, that's going to work now? Those draw plays are going to work now. Right. Okay. Sure. Unbelievable. F for the coaching staff. And I understand that you're throwing Marcus Woodson and, you know, Travis Williams under the bus with that one a little bit too. But, I mean, it's not like their defense was firing up the offense. This is a collective fat F. I don't care if you're an offensive coach, defensive coach, special teams coach. If you're on this Razorback staff today, you all get the F, period. And last but not least, I mean, crowd, how brutal you want me to be here at the end of the show? How brutal you want me to be? It's been a pretty strong postgame show here tonight. We are not biting our tongues very much, are we? Calls were good. Post-game thoughts on the social media has been mostly constructive. Hey, you might not like what people are saying out there, but it doesn't mean it shouldn't be fodder for the conversation. And if I'm retweeting it, it doesn't mean I necessarily endorse it, but I certainly think it's worthy of being part of the conversation. Provocative. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What about the crowd? Thought we'd see 70,000 or so on homecoming. I didn't think it was so about wins and losses that you would see less than that. But my goodness, the fans have had enough. And I don't blame them. Maybe 55,000 today. Talking with a couple friends in the crowd. We're looking around down low from the south end zone. You can see most of the stadium from there. And I did a lap with the fam around the stadium. 55,000. It was under 60 for homecoming. For homecoming. And that crowd was not, and it was 11 a.m., which always hurts. 11 a.m. crowds, it's tough. Because you can't get good and liquored up the way you want to get. But don't you owe your team a little natural energy? A little intensity? Didn't they owe you that too? I think the fans have got to take an L on this one too. I'm going to give today's Razorback Stadium crowd, including me, including me, a C minus. That was a C minus Arkansas Razorback crowd today. So offense, G for gross. Defense, A minus. Play their guts out. Special teams, B. Coaches, I got to give you a fatty. That's a straight F. That was that was a fat hot mess today out of this entire team. And then last but not least, the crowd. They got to take a hit there. We'll go C minus on the crowd, me included. I wasn't even bringing it. My kids were kind of quiet. Wifey wasn't doing too much either. We, we, we were we were a sad sack today at that stadium. And um, the Hogs lost 7-3 to three, inexplicably to Mississippi State. By week, next week, mercifully. Like I said, we're going to try to do a post-game show after the hoops game. Just get a little basketball talking. It's not going to be 90 minutes like this bad boy, but we'll do some basketball coming up here next week because we are, what, two months out from the start of conference play and our Saturdays become all about the hoopage, and I can't wait for that. Four of these people's postgame shows left unless Arkansas wins out and somehow makes a bowl game, but that certainly doesn't look like it's going to happen right about now. So we are headed down the stretch in that department. And as we close that bad boy out, um, remember, we got Florida coming up in two weeks. Kick time for that game will get announced on Monday on the road. Auburn on Veterans Day, FIU, and then Missouri on Black Friday to wrap it up. Hogs are 2-6. and six. They have not won an SEC game. And a day that started very early today and is just shy of 4 o'clock right now feels like it has gotten to be a very long one too, doesn't it? On that note, thank you to everybody who called, listened, watched, subscribed. You folks are making me believe, which is why I believe in you, the people. Thanks for hanging out. Team B Media. This is a ton of fun from the Bunker Studio. We got you Monday through Friday. 90 minutes. Throw it on the Bluetooth in the car. 90 minutes live. Podbean app, YouTube, and at the real NWA JB. We'll get the post-show podcast posted up here shortly. Listen back to some of the best of bits on your own time this weekend. Definitely listen to the opening monologue. A lot of hard hitting in there. And those words were not chosen incorrectly. We stand by what we say around here. Y'all have a fantastic rest of your weekend, okay? Be safe out there. 